have a good time. Enjoy life. It's um, life is too short to, to to get bogged down to be discouraged or. Um, you have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other, smile, and just keep on rolling. Hello. Welcome all. Welcome many to the Keep On Rolling podcast. This is episode three. And before I start today, I wanted to just be a little bit more formal. Um, one of my peers, Carolina, in our CUNY Pulitzer program, has an excellent podcast, which I'll probably put the link to in the bio but beside that she gave a very very professional synopsis of what our program is and i don't believe i did it in the first one i kept trying to listen to it but i couldn't get through it It was kind of cringy even though it was pretty short but in case i did do it in the first one that many didn't listen to because a lot of traction came from my Second episode, which was dedicated to Patrick and his late father, Pedro. Rest in peace. Um, the CUNY Pulitzer Program is a community-based program that supports CUNY undergraduate students' scholarship and creative work in the humanities and supports them in developing leadership skills to implement within their communities and colleges. It's still in its inaugural year, and the CUNY Pulitzer is a new iteration of the program previously because it combines the CUNY Humanities Alliance LaGuardia Mellon Humanities Scholars Program, which is a long name, and the Futures Initiative Undergraduate Leadership and Democracy Fellows Program, which I was in. And this is all supported by the Anthony W. Mellon Foundation. Thank you to the Mellon. Um, <laughs> that's probably, uh, I don't think it's a professional, but calling the people that fund this program the Mellon. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I just wanted to say that, and yeah, I guess I'll get on with the rest of the podcast. With that out of the way, um, yeah, I guess let's talk about why I'm here. And this episode, I believe I'm going to call it Sweeter Fruit, or Sweeter Apples, um, because over the week of spring break and a little bit of last week, I became infatuated with this very, very, very trashy TV show called Temptation Island. And it's about four couples that come on this island with the with the mission of making their relationship better. So they're coming to this island for a reason. They know that there's a crack in their relationship or they want to test, I don't know, loyalty. So they go on this island. And what it is is that there's going to be 12 single guys. There's going to be 12 single girls. The couples are going to be broken up, and they won't see each other after the first night. And the four the four women that are in a relationship, they get put in the house with all the single men. The four men in the relationship get put in the house with the single women. And the show is just super trash. But it's different from a lot of other reality TV shows I've seen because not only... Well, this is funny. The host's name is Mark Wahlberg. Mark L. Wahlberg, he was a host of some antique roadshow. It's funny every time, that's that. That's what caught me in. It was like, whoa, Mark Wahlberg is doing this show? I thought he had like burgers and stuff for working out. And no, it's Mark L. Wahlberg. But like, I, I love Mark. Um, He comes back at these people because they have this like bonfire kind of thing, which is cool, where it's like after every day, 
the couple like the the couple sit down like divided of course in different bonfires so the guys they get a they get a video clip with no context no leading before or after they get a clip showing what their girlfriends did that day or a moment so some of it could be talking about their their relationship with another guy or it could be in the sense a lot of the girls see is their guy just wilding out with one of the girls super early and like it's really trashy but then the guys are just like when they see something really small they're like oh you know like like i can't believe she really did that and then mark is just looking at him he's like well i mean you know you're kind of trash bro and but he doesn't like do it heavy but like he just says it's just like you came here for a reason but like at the same time he's a really good guy but he's also the devil because he makes sure to be like remember this is your experience make the most out of it if you're unhappy with what you saw you know this is basically he's like prodding them on he's just like i don't want to go back to that antique road show so i have to make this great and it was like it it was like it's crazy and i just i just really liked it and it has three seasons i'm on the third um yeah i binged with my sister i binged 30 hours of the trashy tv show um straight to yeah stayed up really late um it's also funny because before i recorded the second episode excuse me i had watched like five episodes straight of that then you know i took a break contemplated i think i had like some chips or something and then i i I had to do something else to unrot my brain even though i did love the show but like you know you need this balance and i had written this poem funny enough about temptation but i think one of the one of the great things that i relate the poem to to the show is that you don't have to go to an island where you could potentially <clears throat> ruin your relationship and be with other people and some people leave with new people and like you you're building something new with someone else on the death of your old relationship and you don't always you don't always need that and it's just like not you don't need something new to to make you appreciate it and it just had me back to you know not just relationships but i was in a very I was analyzing a lot about my life, and I realized that I didn't make a lot of mistakes, as we all do, but I think one thing that I learned was that the grass isn't always greener, and that relates to a lot of things. That relates to my relationship, that relates to friends or even opportunities, and I wrote this poem, and I titled it Sweeter Apples, and I'm going to recite it right now, so it goes... Sweet apples upon the tree always seem sweeter than the fruits that I bring with me. But what will these apples do for me besides make me get hyper and full of glee? But what's good for you isn't always so sweet. What's good for you sometimes is all that you have. I have food for the soul, don't eat dessert on top of that. I will destroy my palate with apples so sweet, but the apples so sweet must be unique. Do I reach for the apple and burn what I have? Or should I shout out for someone to enjoy what I won't have? In the end, the sweet apple won't bring anything to me. Because the fruits that I have give me more than being sweet. 
Sweeter apples always appear to you more. Sweeter apples are pretty, but dense at the core. You'll never be satisfied and always want more. And you regret leaving your harvest to walk out the door. You know, I just imagine the snap, 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 snap. Um, I really, I really did like that poem, and I and I wrote that off of a whim too. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Like I was just, I was just thinking about stuff, you know, and just thinking about like, yeah, I've watched like thirty hours of this trashy TV, and I wrote that poem, but I can extract whatever from it and uh before i go back on that point i think you should have a great balance between trashy tv and like your favorite shows i think a good shoot i had my point but i kind of lost it in a split second oh no never mind ha 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 got it probably noticed a little mid cut whatever um i think it's important to balance your show choices and your favorite shows um, I remember being kind of like a, the office stand before it became super in culture and really annoying before it kind of left Netflix. Um, I'd watch Friends all my life, so I'd, I'm numb to that show. But like, I remember trying to be super, so superficial about shows like, oh, you watch that? Try having some real class and, and and watch The Office. How do you not find it funny? And it's just like, yeah, whatever. And at least I didn't go to like a greater scale and be like, ugh, you degenerate. You're not watching Downton Abbey. No hate on the show, by the way. I watched it sometimes on PBS. But like, yeah, it's just, I feel like you need to have a balance. Because I personally, I can't watch Grey's Anatomy all the time. The same way I can't watch, you know, I got sick of The Office because there were points where I was, I were binge watching it. My friends know I would binge watch The Office. I would get through the season so fast. Same with Parks and Recreation, another great show. Um, and yeah, sometimes you have to watch things with some of the stupidest writing, but it just hooks you. Like Riverdale, so cringe. But it, it got me for those first three seasons. It had me in the first half. Not even going to lie. And sometimes you need to watch yourself a little reality TV. Quote, unquote, reality. Like this in T- Temptation Island. Shameless plug. USA Network. Hit me up. We can make this a thing, you know. And I just think it, it's it's important to not be so meta and like super focus on these shows but also you know yeah it's good to be meta on some things because i feel like there are some things that i feel like every single person should have watched once or have been exposed to um i think what made wandavision really great was in the beginning it was funny because in the beginning people were like so is this just gonna be a corny sitcom like why am i watching this like i don't want to watch something from the 80s I loved it from the jump because ever since I was a child, I was exposed to this, you know, um, I'm forgetting the shows, but like all those, all those old timey shows, uh, married with children, even though that's like a little later. Oh, I remember what the reference is. I love Lucy. I remember watching that era of shows as a child, just on, just on an off day. Just like it was either I was up super early or I was bored of the cartoons and 
you know, the I Love Lucy's, Malcolm in the Middle, everybody hates Chris. Um, everybody loves Raymond. Shows like that. And, you know, as we kept going deeper and deeper into the millennia, we have uh, How I Met Your Mother, we have The Office. I, I feel this is popular, but it has like a cult following. Um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Never watched it. Funny, funny gifts I see. Shout out to the GOAT, Danny DeVito. <clears throat> and yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of things like that where I feel like I feel like you should have watched it. And Wandavision was great for that because it gave me that sense of like, you know, that memory. But I also understand the value that you know, new stuff brings. Or not even new stuff, trashy, <laughs> trashy stuff. And I I don't know. Wouldn't call it a a guilty pleasure per se. But yeah. <clears throat> I went on a very long tangent before relating back to my poem. If anyone remembers or cares about the poem at this point, yeah. I um I really did like that poem in in the grand scheme of things because it it I don't know, it just had me reflecting on life. And just thinking about how how easy it is to to think that you should drop everything. Or go to something that you don't really have any knowledge in. Or just not really appreciate the people that you have. And, you know, that's big. And there's always going to be sweeter apples. There's always going to be a perception of uh, something sweeter than what you have. But, like, you know, there's a point where you have to decide. You can't be emotionally available for any of that. You can't be emotionally available for other people. When you're set in stone, you can't. You know, ditch your friends, you can't ditch family, you can't, you know, a lot a lot of these different things that when I read that poem, and I really sit, and I really feel that poem, the lines hit me when it says, you know, sweet sweeter apples always appear to you more, appeal to you more, sweet apples are always pretty, but dense at the core. Um, that was a great line, that was a great bar, if you will, I think it was kind, it was kind of like a a play on the the ditzy I don't wanna I don't wanna curse or say anything disrespectful, but like the typical person that like people associate okay, the dumb blonde, right? So in this sense, that line is taking the interpretation of the sweeter apple is choosing a person outside of like the person that you already have. And like they're pretty but dense at the core. And like the classic trope of like the like the ditzy blonde or dumb blonde. That's one interpretation that I just got on the fly. But I'm just saying, like you know, that was a bar. Um, rapper Moses in the building. Um, and you know, it was just like I have fruit for the soul, and I don't need dessert on top of that, or quote unquote dessert. And like, it's just something that reminds me to stay in my roots, you know, to always. Be more appreciative of what I have, you know. I, uh, I've had friends bounce on me. I've had people say a lot of disrespectful things. I've had people, uh, do a lot of crappy stuff to me. And the people who have stayed are like people like Patrick, you know, been there, been through their own crappy stuff, and I've been there for them. So I, you know, it's it's never even a question of thinking. In a scenario like, what's what what's gonna be a sweeter apple, 
what's going to be sweeter than my friendship with Patrick? You know, I don't think that, no, I don't, I know that there won't be anything because I don't think anything can top that. There's not, there's nothing that can top that, you know, that's really my brother and like just a lot of different things, you know, like that. And even I, I look back at it and I can derive another interpretation, you know, there's no, there's no sweeter person than me. There's no, you know, it's always appealing to try to be something that you're not, try to be something that you aren't, but like, you're all that you got. Um, you know, obvious things can be derived like relationships, and I feel that too. I don't think there is another sweeter situation than what I have with my girlfriend now, and I really do love that. And you know, I, I, that's why I really love this piece, because you can take a lot of different things. I guess in me, because I'm biased, and I didn't write this with a specific thing in mind. Well, I guess that's not really biased. But anyways, I didn't write that. I didn't write this with a specific thing in mind. I wrote it off of what I was feeling. And I was feeling just reflective and just happy for what I have and who I have around me, you know. And yeah, um, just to take a little slight detour from that. I think I should talk about my week since this I'm recording this on a Sunday. Um, I was originally supposed to record this yesterday, but I had a three-page paper to smack out, and I had to take both of my dogs to the vet with my other sister. And yeah, dogs that haven't gone outside in the pandemic... Sheesh, I feel for them because it's probably, I, I more so feel for their owners because I feel more for myself because like, it's so, they're so happy to be outside, but they do too much. And in the case of my two lovely dogs, they did so much. It was really hot. We had to go to like 96. We got in and out of there. Um, And yeah, uh, I had the great chance of going to... The, my program this week, Uni Peer Leaders, and we had, I guess, oh, I'm forgetting her name, but it was, a, it was she was a really great guest, and we were, she was talking about, you know, theater, and something specific about theater, but we did this, you know, I can't lie, it was, it was kind of a somber day, a lot happened, um, a CUNY student at Baruch uh, committed murder-suicide, and there were two students in our program that knew them and you know just people talking about their week just talking about what they had to go through how they're feeling and it was it was somber but i felt like that special guest and the presentation that we got on why that specific the particular style of theater that they were doing i'm going to take a second and look this up because i don't want to butcher this all righty i'm back from looking this up looking up the agenda for our program and firstly, one of our leaders in the program, Stephanie, she had a PowerPoint slide about device theater. That's what it was. Device theater and the theater of and the theater of the oppressed. And our special guest, Liz Morgan, we we did a lot of stuff and it was it was cool. Um, you know, we did this exercise where three people were like, it was three people, and Liz was a teacher. 
and two students oh no and the teacher she had a thing against singing the alphabet she strictly wanted it to be recited so two students were tasked to just recite the alphabet one student was um they had to sing it and like they were acting like it was like when one of them started when steph well stephanie was the student that sung in this case and when she sung liz was like uh no that's that's not what we do and stuff like that and just like you know being really <laughs> being really mean but in a sense really shutting that down but it led to our bigger conversation of like what like what can the devised theater like how can we use examples like this you know to show a bigger picture because when we had our breakout rooms the discussion was more on you know we've all seen that before we've all seen a student that needs to learn a certain way because Stephanie her response was like they had planned it out so Stephanie her response was well I need to sing it so I can know so I know it better and the teacher was like no that's not what's going to happen in my classroom we're going to do it my way and we've all seen that we've all seen unfortunately students not getting the act the appropriate tending to their needs especially on the learning sense it, i don't i don't really think it's a it's a banking model anymore so where they're the empty vessel and the teacher has to fill them with the knowledge ugh i more so think it's like a i'm the right one and you're going to listen and however way, no matter what bad day I may have, you're still gonna have, you're still gonna get this material, because the material is all that matters. And then you're gonna get the test score, then you're gonna get another test score, then a quiz, and then that, and then you're gonna be out of my life in a year. And I really felt that. And that's not all teachers, because I've had some beautiful teachers. Shout out Dr. Reed. Shout out Miss Tomlin. Shout out Miss Grant. <laughs> um. Shout out Mr. Johnson. And Mr. Washington. Um, shout out Bob. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, we've all seen that and we've all seen the awkward encounter that we, ha that they had to act out next to where one student is in the defense of the student where it was like, well, I think if they need to learn that way, then we can accommodate. And then like, they're seen as like the, the bad person, like, oh, you want to be with them too? Stuff like that. And yeah, that was really powerful to me because it was just like, Examples like these where you can put people in in the roles of this and show it. It's just like, and how many people are going to come out of it saying, like, I've seen that before and that's wrong. How can we make a change to that if we can, you know? We also had another exercise where it was kind of like Simon Says flipped on its head because it was... Liz gave us Liz gave us two actions. So it was like come here. So we got closer to the zoom camera and then it was like go away and we'll be backed up. And then we did that for a while. And then she reversed the commands. So come here meant go away and vice versa. And she kept adding and adding and adding, you know, commands and reversing them. And it was really fun. Um, you know, it was already a, it was a somber zoom class class yikes it was a zombie zoom meeting after a while but that was like the spark that we needed and it was very interactive it was an interactive way to to deal with the zoom and it kind of had me feeling like because i've done uh a um a exercise like that before 
and like I think even a trip where we went to a theater, like a small theater in Harlem, with my um, one of my AP courses, and it w- it was fun, you know. It was just like ooh, <laughs> but that's one thing that I've been thinking about is how to get that feeling again. And and I know it's tough for her professors now, but it's just if potentially we're gonna be in this model whether it's a hybrid where we're going in a day or not, or people can decide to be fully online or whatever the case may be. I think we need to, I think we need to focus on that. But then again, when you, when I'm looking at reality, it's a, it's a, it's a big chance. People aren't going to care because they probably have to take one zoom class and they'll get the rest in person. So, mm Hmm. I'm a person that, um, quite frankly, I'm excited to see just the differences of how it feels because I, I had like a semester and a quarter before Corona. So it's going to be interesting to not only be in class again. I mean, I'm going to do fine. I'm a champ. But like, <laughs> but like just seeing like, and I don't know. I don't know how open data is. I'm always a person that's like, I wonder the data on that because I would wonder the data on you know, I don't know if there's a way to, well, I mean, I guess there is a way to calculate retention, but in a bad way, it'd be, cal- the way you calculate retention is a test score, but that is, yeah, because we're taught a lot to just recite or whatever, but I do want to see scores pre-COVID and after COVID, and then when we go back, even in a hybrid model, because I do think that, <clears throat> quite frankly, a lot of the ways we learned and did work right now, or a lot of people, it was just like very unconventional or, or just rampant cheating. Um, it was just, yeah, it's always people on, on like TikTok and stuff just showing like, and I'm grateful that my institution isn't like this, but like they're, they're taking like a, a stats class in their college or whatever, and they have to keep their their mic on not mic they have to keep their camera on so they can show that they're not cheating but not just that i think they have to show like they have to get like a little tripod put their phone so it can like show like their hands or something like that or or their screen so they will know they're cheating like that's beast like jeez but i understand and people were just like okay and they just wrote answers like in a border around their stuff and they you know they got it done and it was just like I know I know there's been a lot of that and more. I think it's gonna be an adjustment. I think my hands will probably be grateful that I'm not typing so much. Um one thing I have to do admit, as much as I've gotten comfortable in this model because in this online model because I can take a nine AM class and I can wake up at worst on a bad day, I can wake up at eight fifty. And I'm fine. And I'll sit my butt down there. Probably won't put on my camera because I'll look like an ogre and angry. But, like, I'll be in the class, you know. I'll say my little here. But I I did take a 9 a.m. class the semester, like, the fourth of the second semester before COVID hit. And, like, it was was a struggle, y'all. It was really a struggle. And 
just waking up and having to go to the Bronx. So I probably had to wake up at like 6.30 or 7. Walk, take the train, and then get there. Probably stay till like 6. That is one thing that's crazy. I used to, I used to go to sleep crazy hours of the night, as I still do. Hashtag vamper, uh, night owl. And I, I can barely wake up at like 8. And I'm, ugh. Or, or I, this, this is pretty terrible. But like, I used to just get out of my house, just get out of here, maybe buy like a croissant or something, have my water, and refill that joint to like, okay, I shouldn't say joint. Refill that bottle <laughs> to like three times, and I'd be good for the day until I get home. Maybe if I'm a little hungry, I buy a sandwich and then mom cooks or just eat mom's cooking or I cook something. Now I wake up and I sit for the Zoom. And if I don't have like a little something, I have no energy. And it's just like, geez, <laughs> like seeing more now and like being better to myself and my body, that imminent starvation. I don't want to do that. Some days, you know. Not everyone's perfect and they eat great, but like, I do want to, you know, get better on that. And, you know, it'll it'll come, you know. It's crazy how I was talking about Temptation Island, Trashy TV, a poem, and now I'm on food in the morning. Definitely, definitely got range, you know. You know, you know it's the third episode, but, you know, I definitely always understood the assignment. Um... <laughs> That's a that's a meme, or like they're putting actors and they're like he always understood the assignment and they're showing different roles. And there was one funny one where it was like someone put The Rock in like Jumanji, San Andreas, and like two other movies. I don't know. <laughs> and they were like he always understood the assignment. And it was and someone was like he only has one assignment and that got popular than the original tree because The Rock treat tweet because The Rock is always. Big buff guy. Yes. I'm Dwayne Johnson. And that's it. And it's just like, boom. But like, The Rock is a goat. You know, the Brahma Bull. But still, he has one role. And I I just found that really funny. I found that really funny. And even more so crazy. I found a way to mention The Rock on a podcast. I have to have like a Jenga board. I have to have like... Someone make like a Jenga board... Why am I saying Jenga? Cheese. <laughs> Bingo board of like just random things to say. Like, there should be no reason why I ha- I mentioned a reality TV show. I mentioned The Office. I mentioned Friends. I mentioned I Love Lucy in a podcast and The Rock and food and uh, and my high school teachers. Like, that's a crazy. That'd be a crazy bingo, you know. But I think that would be one of my strongs because I could probably clear that off the board because I feel like a lot of people would just be like, just talk about random crap and then be like, oh, I did it. But like, I can I can genuinely weave these things together. Like, I was very professional in the beginning. And now we're talking about The Rock and San Andreas and Jumanji and his other roles. Shout out Kevin Hart. Boom. See, just like that. I did it. And it was smooth, you know? And yeah. As regard to the rest of my week, uh, it was the first week back 
from my much needed spring break. And it's funny. I feel really recharged, <clears throat> but I feel more in a sense that like I'm happy doing this. You know, this is my third episode. I'm going to try to get an episode out the 17th. So this Saturday coming up. Or if I don't again, um the Sunday. But I want to get an episode out a week. So just have a few for the showcase that's happening at the end of May. This showcase is everyone in the program at the end of May. Woo woo! We're gonna show our projects because you know this was a project that I'm showing to everyone. We have to record a video. Um and yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what people come up with. I believe three people have come up with something audio. I know there's me. I know there's Carolina, which I mentioned in the beginning. Sam as well. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great, you know. It's gonna be great. I I am wondering what which episode I'm gonna choose. I'll probably choose the Patrick one. A little recency bias, but I do feel like that one was great. Or my best. I mean, it technically was my first episode because that first episode was treated as like my... my it's treated as my trailer, to be honest. With, it's kind of cool. I didn't have that in mind. I was just trying to get comfortable, you know? And I, I kept trying to make... I tried trying to like be something or like be in this mode where it was just like, dude, you just got to talk, man. And with feedback and love that I got from the episode dedicated to Patrick, like, people said they can hear me talk for hours. <laughs> and people do, in fact, listen to me speak for hours. So I just have to get into that, get comfortable. Um, and I want to continue this past the project because it's crazy because I didn't, I didn't say I'm going to make this podcast for my project well i mean <clears throat> it was kind of a spark but i said no maybe i should include my podcast in a project and i didn't even have a podcast you know so i want to include this past to showcase but i do think that creatively this was a great outlet and i think it's what i needed you know again i reiterated this before i wanted it to be something very much that it isn't now <laughs> because I, I was gonna make it like I was gonna be this the way I look at it now it was just like I was gonna come on here everyone was gonna listen to it and I was gonna talk about things like you know maybe bring up a topic of like anxiety talk about how I deal with anxiety Maybe like be talk about like exercises I did to bring down anxiety, which I think I'll still do because I think I'll talk about that in my next episode. Um, where I talk about how I how I deal with stuff. Maybe I don't know. Am I la am I laying the groundwork <laughs> for next episode? Maybe, but yeah, it was just a lot of that and basically being this fuel or like this this motivator, but it didn't pan out. When I lost my fuel, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to be, be, you know, some energy for other people when I don't have it? You know, I was going through a rough patch. 
and I was I was depleted emotionally, mentally, physically, just tired of school and stuff. And just this online model, it's just gotten so redundant. And I just said, screw it, you know. I'm just going to make this podcast. And I was, I was feeling like I want to do something. And I just wanted to talk. And that was the perfect spark. And I feel like that's what it's been. Because it's kind of helped me reshape things. Because I, I had... Before this podcast, I woke up like 45 minutes prior recording all of this. And I was just like, I'm going to have an emotional dump. <laughs> Not like a dump, but like an emotional. <laughs> I'm going to get out. Like, I'm just going to talk. And whatever comes out, comes out. I have a little, I have things written. But, you know, emotional dump. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. I was just going to do that. And I feel like this is more rewarding. Because it's it's what I need, and it's what a lot of people need. And, man, this quarantine messed me up in a lot of ways, but it, it's been beautiful. Uh, pan, I should say pandemic. Pardon me. This pandemic messed me up in a lot of ways, and it messed a lot of people up. But it's beautiful that this grew out of it. It grew out of the ashes of my old idea where I, I, I just didn't have the motor for it. And I have the motive for this because it's my life. And it's just me boldly. And in a way, I kind of lost that. Um, a good thing I liked about school a lot was that, like, we read a lot of, in my experience, I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the, the top-rated high school in the country. Um, and a lot of people from my high school teacher-wise didn't even think that I was going to a great college in CUNY, but I am number one. So let's get that out of the way, like I said last episode. But two, I've read a lot. I've I've been privileged to read a lot of thought-provoking things in my life and read a lot of very beautiful text and a lot of things that provoke a lot of things out of me. And just getting things from it always and having discussions in the classroom, out of the classroom, with myself, writing. And I, I kind of miss that because everything this semester, minus a, this semester and last semester, minus a few books, just became, I just got to get through this to get through it to the next assignment. And I feel that feeling with this podcast where I'm just, or I, or I feel that feeling again, you know, but more so now with like the literature I would read, but like just with life now. And I feel like that's a beautiful thing I would want to showcase. So regardless of what episode I pick, regardless of what's said in the video, I think one thing I mainly want to express is that this is me unapologetically, and this is what I need because this rose from me trying to be something when I know for a fact this is doing something this is me being something for myself and I know it's giving and I know it's giving a lot because that episode was dedicated to Patrick and his lay father but more importantly that was that was more to me because I could do that for him and when I really break it down that episode was for me as well you know and I'm immensely grateful for for everything and yeah that was a really solid episode. Another 30-plus episode, 30-minute episode under my belt. Racking up the W's, am I right? <laughs> um, 
that'll be it for me this week. Um, I need some tea. My voice is pretty tired. <clears throat> Not sick or anything. But yeah, I, I'm just going to watch some YouTube or something. Or maybe even read. Who knows? I'll let the day guide me. But thank you all. Thank you, anyone, for listening. I'll make sure to plug um, Carolina's podcast in the bio. Probably plug um, the program, <clears throat> the program blog. And yeah, thank you. Take care of yourself. Take some vitamins too. You know, everyone needs some vitamin C. But yeah, live happy, love life, and love yourself. Take care.